Moto Spot Show. What is up, everybody? We are back. Episode 34. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun one. We have a first time female on our show tonight. I'm so excited. Like, I'm these women of our industry are getting so, so popular and doing such great things for us. Um, it's creating bigger and bigger with racing industry, the whole nine. But before we get to our guests, I want to say a huge shout out to our sponsors. Please, please check out Spot Network TV. They'll be hosting a live live event tomorrow with Pulp MX um, for Minneapolis. If you guys don't know Darkside, Darkside is going to officially clip the pony. The pony's been a part of his life since he came out of the womb. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, and then also the... Spot Network app, you can download it. It's all, I think it's like $5 a month, and you get all this content, including this my janky podcast. So please check that out. And then also a huge shout out to Scott Sports USA. They just came out with a new goggle. It dropped yesterday. It's available now at all your local WPS dealers. The Heritage comes in a Prospect and a Fury, so please go check that out. Huge shout out to Works Connection, Bell Ray, uh, Chirby's USA. Like I said, every show there's some stuff coming from a Chirby's. Works Connections always got rad stuff. You know, pulling hole shots every weekend with their hole shot device. And Bell Ray, the one of the best oils in the in the industry. So made in the USA. Most of all of our sponsors are made in the USA. Besides the Chirby's, they're Italian company. But hey, please support the companies that support us. Go check out your local WPS dealer because without those guys, I don't have a job. Our guest today doesn't have a job, so it's uh it's very very intimate that you go help out your local dealer. But enough of that janky stuff and all the pod sponsor stuff. Let's get to our guest. She's done some amazing work with KTM. She now is our amateur support over at Fly Racing. And she also used to take some photos of the Supercross and Motocross. So let's get to our guest. Her name is Hope. How are you, Hope? Thank you for taking the time coming on our show today. Hey, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Like like I said earlier in the show, it's... uh. It's new for me to have a female on the show, and I'm super excited because, like, you and Kayla and I believe Sha- her name's Shauna, um, you know, you guys do some, cr- you know, great work, and you guys are in, in in the trenches every weekend just like everybody else. So I thought it'd be cool to bring light out, you know, kind of show that your guys' career is just like, you know, Kenny, like you said, you and I talked off air, like Kenny's, you know, it's you guys have grinded and got to where you are today, and You've uh, you got to do some cool stuff in your time as uh, when you were over there at KTM North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that I was going to be the first female, so that's pretty exciting here. Yeah. And yeah, kind of like that. I mean, we are out there every weekend, and it is hard. I mean, I could for a while there count on my hands the amount of females in the industry that I would see every weekend. We're definitely outnumbered, um, but for the most part, you know. We, we get taken seriously, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's super... um, Go ahead. But, yeah, so I started out uh, really young, actually. I got hired by KTM when I was 19. Oh, dang. Okay. So, yeah. So, they're, I mean, they were a huge part of my, my whole career so far, being in the industry. Um, I, I've been in it my whole life, my entire family, right? I don't... I don't know if you if we talked about this maybe the race or something, but um, I have my dad has five sisters and one brother, and pretty much all of them got on a bike at some point. Okay, I think we're up to like three to four generations. My granny's still ripping on her little track, and that's awesome. I have I have like twenty something cousins. Pretty much everyone could get on a bike and ride around. My dad raced pro and all this stuff. So we come from a big moto head family. And so, kind of been always around it, and I never really expected to be 
in the industry. I was a fan growing up and everything. I didn't even know. I didn't even really think about it. And one thing kind of led to another. And then I got in touch with KTM pretty much quickly to start working with the Orange Brigade amateur team and then do the KTM junior racing program during Supercross. Okay. And so that's the time what started it. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, like it's uh, like you said, you kind of didn't really grow up in SoCal. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but you didn't grow up in SoCal. Um, you know, looking at through your IG, you kind of were in Nevada. So you weren't like mm-hmm. in it. Your dad didn't have crazy connections. Yeah, he raced and ride, but he wasn't like someone that was in the industry like heavily um, that could have got you into the yeah. industry. So you had to like, you know, dig through and get to it. And then um, it's one of those things where, like you said, at 19 years old, you kind of just said, screw it, went for it. What was kind of like that transition for you, like to be that young and go from like growing up in Nevada to then go? I would imagine KTM probably wanted you in SoCal. What was that? Was that yeah. transition pretty gnarly? It was. It really was. So I was actually going to college in Sacramento. I'm originally from a little town called Burnley outside of Reno, Nevada. Yep. We have a few little tracks out there. We have a little local racing. Yeah, one of the gnarliest sand tracks in Nevada. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sandbox. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Pretty much grew up like five minutes from there my whole life. Okay. You know, you could ride from your house to the track. That's how small Burnley was, so. Um, but, but yeah, so, um, I was going to college in Sacramento and I was actually golfing in college too, working at a dealership and, um, just kind of staying busy. And it was, it was kind of funny how it all worked out. I got in touch with Jim Holly. Okay. I'd like to say big thanks to him for kind of my industry. Yeah, here's my industry and um I actually helped his cousin Rob Hansen at a, a Reno Cross series at one point. Um in okay. Reno and he introduced me to Jim and Jim had me help him at a Supercross Live and it was it was a one time thing, but it was so cool and I was like, Wow, this is pretty rad and then super random, I was in Oakland and I used to shoot photos. I still do here and there for fun, but I was wanting to be like an action photographer with my, with my, I thought my passion and my, my future. Yeah. yeah. And I ran into this photographer and he was like, Hey, I, I was seriously just chit chatting with him. And he's like, I could use some help if you want to come shoot some supercross rounds. And I was like, sure. Like, of course that'd be great. And so he got me into when we had like Santa Clara or whatever that was. Oh so yeah. The, in the Niner Stadium. Florida. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. So I did that one, and I did Vegas, and I think I did uh, maybe in Anaheim or something. And I was on the track floor, and I was shooting, and when you pulled up, you, like, went to Google, and you typed in, like, Dundee. I had, like, one of the first photos, and I thought it was oh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was, like, pretty one sick. of the coolest things. Yeah. Yeah. And so all, that was a really short-lived little period of time, but while I was there, I was able to bug Chris Curl at the time. She was running the program, and a lot of people know her. She was in the industry, and she still is now, but she was at KTM for a long time. Okay. And uh, I kept, I bugged her, like, every single Supergross I went to. And I would bring her, she, actually, we're really good friends still, and she tells me all the time, um, I was the most persistent. So yeah. that's how I got it. Every time I saw her, I brought her resume, 
I said, hi, I'm Hope. And I was like, I remember you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just check yeah. in. Yeah, it's like the customers yeah. that come to the shop all the time. It's like the, they're either the, a the customers that you're excited to see, or b they're the ones that you like. Oh, I gotta go do something else real quick. Like, but she seems, seems like then, you made a good impression on her. It was a hard thing. Is I'm I really hate that. I right. Mean, I'm never like that where I want to keep bugging someone, but I try to do it very subtly and just to check in with her. But um, so, anyways, that's kind of what happened. I was just working and and hoping and doing that stuff in Sacramento and um, the spot the spot for like the assistant you know kind of race girl post, like, posted and got got opened up and she called me and um. she's like hey I kept your stuff and something is open and this is like I don't know six months later after the fact or so, so I, okay. I mean I hadn't seen in a while so I was very surprised and so I flew down there like immediately and had my interview, and it was one of the scariest things of my life. Just shaking, yeah, like sweating. Oh, she was scary. So, did that, and when I left, I was like, I had to have left the job. No way I didn't. I knew everything that she And I was like, I can do this. I'm so qualified. And I didn't hear back for like a month. And I was like, oh, never mind. I guess I guess I wasn't it. Yeah, so then yet again, you're like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, never mind. And then I got a call, and she was like, yeah, we'd like to hire you. So initially, I was just a contracted employee. So okay. I would I would just fly in for the races, so for the, all the amateur nationals, and then all the super fast rounds that the kids are racing. So that was pretty much my only thing right in the beginning. Um, did that for not even really, maybe a year and a half. And then she was like, all right, we want you full time. We have a lot more work for you to do. A lot of other things, coordinating, team stuff. Um, and so initially that process started to move down there. And then during that time, she left. And so the workload became even more because I yeah, did a lot, so, of, a lot of cool stuff. Yep. And then she was managing the team. So that moved uh, Nate Ramsey into the amateur team manager spot. And then I okay. kind of moved into, you know, coordinating and all that stuff. And so then, yeah, I moved to SoCal and... I was like, all right, I know the industry down here. I don't really want to move down here, but yeah, or down there. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. This is, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you like have to be down there, unfortunately. Um, good old Menifee. Yeah, um, definitely. But for you, like the the transition to do contract and then become an employee was in the workload and all that was it hard to juggle because orange brigade i feel like is a job in its whole by itself you know what i mean like that's a lot oh, like, yeah. all to do orange brigade and to do ktm jxc like i see well, i don't, I don't even, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you do it ktm junior <laughs> sexy so it, kind of, it had a it had like a name change partially later it used to be kjsc which yeah. is ktm you know the challenge okay and then re, over the last few years it's just ktm junior racing so it took us a long time to stop saying kjsc but either one works <laughs> yeah yeah i know like it's like been going on forever it's crazy to think how long it's honestly been going on um but like i was like i was saying for you to juggle orange brigade and to do that like man that's got to be tough like just just to think all those weekends you're probably gone i would say what 30 weekends out of the year when you did both oh, yeah when you did both uh-huh yeah, for that's, sure that's crazy i and i actually so i started out like that um, by the end of my, I was there for about six years. So mm-hmm. 
by the end of my time there, I had also taken on a lot of other really cool things. And I mean, I was gone. I, I could tell you I was home only like six, seven weekends of the year. Oh, dang. Something crazy like that. I, I was gone. Pretty much any free time I had filled it up with something yeah. else. And yeah, I threw some like personal travel in there sometimes on the weekends, but for the most part, I was I was rolling around. Yeah, yeah, at some kind of dirt bike event. There's something, yeah, yeah. yeah. I started. It, it was cool. Um, you know, start out with just those things, and as time went on, I you know my job kind of grew as I went there, which was great. Um, started out as the assistant you know, for all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, over the last, what, last two, last three years, I managed the program for the KTM juniors. And okay. so that was, that was like, you know, I, I wanted to do that so badly, you know, I was ready to take it on and yeah, have a bigger uh, role. See what I could do with it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Totally. totally. And that whole program is so amazing. You know, if you don't know about it, <laughs> and I had just look into it, Unfortunately, they don't show much on TV when mm-hmm. they do it. I mean, we don't ride much, but yeah, I feel like it doesn't get totally the amount of um, exposure time TV yeah. time that it should. Yeah, but it was seriously so cool. I mean, the parents are always, you know, there were some, but most yeah. were so thankful and so appreciative of the day and just kind of take it. And you know, my main thing when I was doing it, it was like. This is a once in a lifetime experience, and you just need to enjoy every part of the day. Like that is all that you can yeah. take from the day. It's not about where you end up. It's not about any of that. It's about experiencing the day as a pro rider. Like this is never going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, like let's you yeah. know, there's there's uh, what is there, twenty five kids or so. So it's fifteen kids. Okay. At ten rounds of Supercross, so you go okay. through 150 different kids throughout the program. For the yeah, season. like maybe one percent of that's going to make it. Um, yeah, I mean there was it was cool. It's like yeah, you know Supercross did a good job at saying you know Dungey did it and Osborne did the program and you know Leslie did the program and a lot of guys did it, which was really yeah. cool to kind of see. And some of them would bring their like memorabilia to me to you know post about it or see it their old vids or whatever it happened to be. So that was always really fun too. Yeah, but you get a bunch of parents bringing you resumes that are like, Hey, like watch, watch my kid. Watch like, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I yeah. Bet. Yeah. I got a lot. <laughs> You're like, just enjoy the day. Okay. Let's just enjoy the day. Like go have fun. Don't worry about getting sponsored. Like K team's here to provide yeah. a service. Like go have fun. Uh, I can, we I can only imagine. Kind of start saying, yeah. We kind of had to start saying like, as good as you do, like Roger DeCoster, isn't going to be watching this yeah. race. I'm sorry, but like, he's not yeah. looking just for go the have next... fun. Yeah. 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 What, uh, what was it like for you to go from the two strokes to the electric bikes? Like it, that was, you probably weren't there as long. Like I, as that transition had to happen right as you were leaving, but that's gotta be pretty cool to see like all the difference, like a two stroke bike and then to have all the the new trailer with the solar power panels and all that stuff like that's got to be pretty neat to see the the future of the sport yeah it was cool so i was still there the first year that we okay. went to the electric bike okay so i was along for that whole process of the truck and the stands and the bikes and everything and yeah i was a little, a little skeptical to begin with like 
I would say just because the noise, first of all, like yeah. just as annoying sometimes as those fifties can be, they're also so cool to hear. Yeah, you six six year old kids that are like, you're like, please just be careful. Like, there's no bike behind you, so it's like you got to kind of hope that they learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but it ended up being a really awesome experience. Um, first of all, prep for those things every weekend became <laughs> a not. lot easier. <laughs> um, awesome. And yeah, some of the stadiums we would go to, um, you know, Minneapolis or Indy or St. Louis or some of those ones that are indoor, uh, the fuel drugs have to stay outside of the building. So for most pro riders, they ride their, their mechanic, ride their bike out, fuel it, whatever is done. Well, we have 15 bikes in the crew of like four to five people. So we're taking trips all the way out the garage doors to go fuel the bikes up, bring them back in. And it was just always kind of a process. And yeah. so not having to do that was pretty great. And then uh, just trying to like bring the new technology. And, you know, a lot of people were bummed, I would say. You know, we, we had like positive feedback and a lot of negative feedback about, you know, just the whole electric movement, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think it really did open a lot of people's eyes to the fact that they can go buy an electric bike as an entry-level beginner city just learning, and they can go ride it in their backyard without, you know, each toy or whoever yeah. getting on them, and they can, you know, they can learn pretty much anywhere on those things. Um, and the whole, the, like, power of the bike, so you didn't have to ride a KTM to do this, the program. And so some kids would hop on a KTM they've never done it before, we had quite a few move out Larry's and <laughs> whatever, just because they're not used to the, the power that the KTM had. And I would say that it was definitely more manageable with an electric 50. That's we cool. We didn't have nearly as many issues with that. Yeah. I, I think like you just said though, it's, it's one of those things to where I, like me here in Tennessee, a lot of these houses, you know, they're not on top of each other. There's a, there is some, you know, subdivisions that are right on top of each other, but even the subdivisions that are on top of each other, they still have like a, quarter or a half an acre so it's like you could build a pretty mm-hmm. decent sized track for a kid in a, in a half acre track or lot um so i think that's pretty cool like the, the electric yeah i mean it's it's not our era like you know we know two strokes four or four strokes but it's like i kind of look back at yeah. the 90s and when four strokes were coming out people were like saying screw four strokes and like now we're saying screw electric so it's kind of coming like full yeah. circle for our generation so but i do like the idea yeah. that people will still be riding um as long as people are riding, that's kind of what I, what, you know, what we need in our industry, just people on bikes. So hopefully this, this will help exactly, grow our sport. Yeah. So especially with the stay six too. I think that's exactly like, it's just growing the sport. I don't think it's taken away from anything. No. I mean, as far as, you know, KTM goes, you go full range, which I always thought was super cool. You know, from the basic, like you said, which is awesome. You could go strider to yeah. basic. To the electric 50 to, you know, potentially an electric or gas, you know, 55 or something. But then you hit gas to go racing. And, but that's fine because, you know, the entry level to get the kids there. I mean, people just feel, I feel like a lot safer having that option to start their kids out on. And so, I mean, we're not trying to, I don't think anyone's trying to completely just take away our future sports jokes, but I think it's just trying to add, you know, some extra people into the sport. 
Yeah, it's just an evolution, right? It's just, you know, new technology mm-hmm. available. So that just intrudes, you know, new stuff. So you got to keep up with the trends and the times. And I think KTM kind of jump started that and all the other OEMs are going to follow behind it. So should be exciting. Yeah. Um, but as far as like KTM goes, what was it, two, two last year or a year ago? Like I remember when I was at Loretta's and I went to the, to the gate, kind of go walk the track. I'm like, man, like it's been a long day. I'm going to go walk the track. I had no idea that the electric, 50 class was the last <laughs> class of the day and I just heard a gate drop and I was yeah. like that was probably the craziest thing like for me like I was like that's insane like you just to see 40 people take off a gate and then just hear the zing like it was honestly pretty cool like it, it was like you kind of just stepped back and just watched it was yeah. really in- really interesting for me so but for you like speaking of Loretta's like do you do you did you think you know 2013 hope 2012 hope did you think you'd be at Loretta's the biggest amateur national in the world like, was that kind of ever on your radar? No, not really. Okay. I mean, I had heard about Loretta's. I, I yeah. grew up, you know, local racer and local this. And at the time, over Mammoth was our biggest national. So that yeah. was the one I, I kept grew up going to because it's close, only three hours from Reno. And I mean, I knew it was an amateur national and I knew it was a much bigger scale, but I truly didn't understand what it the scale of amateur racing was and uh so i think what was my first my first amateur national with the company was uh mini oats okay so it was my first one so it was the end of the year right i mean or it's the beginning however you want to look at it it yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. like starts off the season for most but it was at the end and so i went to that one and i was like okay wow this is really cool i was like this is way bigger than i expected definitely was bigger, you know, than Mammoth or anything. So that was like my second interview at an amateur national. And then, you know, a few months later, I go to Loretta's and it's like a mini pro national. Yeah. (laughs) Semis and uh, just so much money. Support and semis and people and everything that goes into it. It is pretty, it was pretty crazy for my first time. So it's just cool to kind of see how it's evolved as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think people don't realize like hardcore people do, but you know a lot of like local people that are just getting like you listen to even like some of these pros nowadays are like, what's what's Loretta's? Like they didn't know what Loretta's was when they were five, six, seven, eight years old, and then like someone showed them, yeah. and it's like it's pretty nuts that it's still going thirty years later. But the Orange Brigade program is kind of seemed like it's spearheading that transition from amateur to pro. And now you got, you know, Honda picking up kids like Chance Hymas and you got Star picking up every kid that they can get their hands on. So what what are those? What I don't know how much you can talk about it, you know, with with that. But what's that? What's that like between Orange Brigade? Like do you guys talk about like how you guys kind of started all that with with your amateur program and now you're seeing it evolve across all the OEMs. And I grant I keep saying we because like you just started with Fly. So I apologize to people out there, <laughs> but she was there for a long time. So just shut up and let me do my thing. But uh, hey, I I still sometimes have yeah <laughs> no, I, it too. it's yeah it's like it's hard to drop that habit um, yeah definitely. but was was that something that you guys talked about you know for for us or now for you too like flies always looking at like what our competitors are doing and we just kind of you know we all try to build and and try to do better than our competitors so was that something that Orange Brigade did too as well as like looking at some of these other you know programs oh yeah definitely I mean. Really, the point of Orange Brigade, ideally, would be grabbing 
young rider, I mean, ideally 50, and you take them all the way to the pro career. Okay. That was the goal. I mean, we wanted to be the funnel system, um, which, you know, we did originally with like the TLD KTM team. So we saw a yeah. few kids, you know, come out of that, you know, Central and Falk and some of those kids. And then, you know, Max Bowen went through our program. So we're seeing it. Um, unfortunately, mm. some of those other ones that we've had, once you get to that A class, you know, B year A class, other OEMs are in the place now where they want those top amateurs as well yeah. to enter into their 50 teams. So we kind of get posts here and there because, you know, for a long time we were doing really good at having, you know, the best of the best. And that was always our goal. Um, and so, like I said, it, it's pretty crazy when you get to these amateur nationals that they are. You have these factory rigs that on off weekends that they're not at pro nationals. Now they're showing up to amateur nationals to support their amateur riders. And it brings a whole other level, you know, of commitment <laughs> to yeah. between, right. between everyone, between, you know, staff and the families and everything and so it is it's pretty crazy but we always looked at everything when we grabbed a kid we definitely thought about the future between yeah. them and us and made sure that we thought that we believed in them that we could take them all the way through i would say that's probably one of the hardest things for that job right is like ktm junior challenge was really fun you got all these kids you're hyping them up high five and like go have fun go have fun and then you got the other side orange brigade you're like hey like you need to win or like you, you got some, you gotta have like some explaining to do, and then also not yeah. only that, but you know, there's there's times where you have two great kids. Like for example, you had you had Benick and Deegan both at the same time. So like for you, that's got to be tough to have that conversation because you build that those relationships. And you're like, hey, like I like you guys both, but we can only have one. Like I can't imagine the pressure and stress that goes on with the job. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 was a great example of one of the times where. Yeah, we're like, we're doing the best that we can for both of them. Yeah. And we are going to try our best to find an avenue for you both. Um, that one obviously, you know, worked didn't, out. Yeah, it didn't pan out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, worked or didn't pan Whatever way, we, we didn't necessarily even have to make that call. So <laughs> kind of came down to that. But yeah, it is hard. It is incredibly hard. So when you get down to that, I mean, there's a whole other part of their team. I, as far as KTM goes, well, and actually, we tried to kind of oversee, you know, the Husky team, which is a little bit different. And then also, when we got Gas Gas, we started an intro to like a Gas Gas amateur team, which mm-hmm. was only three riders. But between those, um, there was no set gear or uh, I shouldn't say like personal sponsors were really up to each rider. Yeah. At that point, we had all the sponsors were the same for the bike. But when it came to that, we just let that be everyone's own deals. And so, I mean, when you hit that mark, when they're in that position where they need to make a decision about their pro career, you know, sometimes those other factors come into play, like their other sponsors. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of things that go into it when you get to that point. But it is hard. It is definitely hard to try to figure it out, especially when, you know, Team Green has, only a handful of riders and we have like up to 18 riders yeah so when you have and and you never know when one thing that we always would look at was we, we would try to plan right so you you know that 
they're this age and they're racing the 85, but oh my gosh, like they're going to go into, you know, super mini class and then all of a sudden they're just way too big. They have to skip super mini and go straight to 125. Yeah. Well, now you're heavy in the 125. You didn't mean to be or whatever. And then, you know, some skip, skip, what's it got? Go straight to B, stupidity B, whatever it happens to be. So you kind of have to adapt. You can, we tried our best to plan and pace it one out and try to, you know, put a rider in every class on every bike, but you know, sometimes it just didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like, like you know, you speak of gross birds. Like that's that was Daxon's biggest thing. It's like the kid in two months yeah. went from like five two to six one. Like <laughs> it was mm-hmm. it was gnarly. Um, but yeah. yeah, but going through that whole program and seeing all that and kind of planning all that, did you ever think these amateur like when you like you were coming like I said you at 2012, 2013, you never expected to go to Loretta's, but did you ever? have any like idea of what these amateur kids make when they get to that level like it's pretty gnarly to think about the money that these amateur programs go through like i know we can't talk about it much but it's just that had to be mind-blowing for you to be like oh like damn these these kids are crushing it yeah yeah yep, yep, it's yep. pretty gnarly i was like i definitely didn't i mean i knew they got taken care of for yeah. sure you know, yeah sponsors and, and gear bikes everybody. the whole nine yeah yeah, and I was thinking, you know, bonuses for performance and all of those things. I was like, that's totally reasonable. And then, yeah, sometimes you see what they can make when they're moving up into that. And you're like, wow, all right. <laughs> yeah. But that's this that's is, the thing. Of, yeah, and I think that's the thing about our sport, though, is like a lot of people give these guys crap as amateurs. You know, Deegan took a lot of flack because he stayed another year down. But it's like it's it's a whole a – whole, like you just said earlier, it's a whole – people deciding like hey like okay you're this age this this and this like it's it's a bunch of stuff that goes internally so it's like you like a lot of these kids take a lot of flack and yeah i think the amateur program is a little nutty you know what i mean just because it's when they get to these these good bikes you know there's a few kids that can step up but then there's some kids that when they get to the pros and they're on bikes where everybody's equally on the same bikes they struggle a little bit but at the same time, I think the all the the all stars are always going to kind of stand out. They kind of just figure it out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's hard to you know we always have these conversations in the industry about what, what's best for the future of yeah. the sport, right? So we, you know, different OEMs are starting to offer, and I felt like I feel like we're all kind of coming back up again. But I feel like for a while, like we're shooting for three, four-year deals on 85. And why, why are we being so competitive right there? Like, so many things change. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so, I don't know, I guess we're just trying to figure out, like, what What's is the, the best, best, Yeah. what is the best, you know, way to do this and navigate this amateur world and how these kids are going to develop? Because they all, you know, pop off at different times sometimes. You know, you just don't really know. Right. And so it's super hard, too, when they, and I and I kind of noticed sometimes with those A class kids and their promised pro deals, and I'm not saying that you know they they obviously earned those pro deals, so that's great. But I think that the desire kind of goes away a little bit. They might, exactly. I feel like yeah. we need to give them a little more. You know, they, they need a little more incentives to continue to excel, so they can earn that. I'm not saying that they didn't, but right. I think that we might need to push Keep push a little harder yeah. on them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so you kind of said that perfectly with the eighty five. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, they're they're going to the nationals, they're winning. Yeah, they should be compensated. But I almost feel like at that level, they should almost be only getting bonuses instead of salary to where because like mm-hmm. you just said, like eighty fives are getting these four years deals, but then when they go to big bikes, two VDFs, they're getting a one year deal and they're kicked to the curb. It's like I wish they kind of get would get a one year eighty five deal and then like a two, three, four. Because look at Mosman. Like Mosman almost got cut a while back like that's just what i don't know if, i can't guarantee that that's a 100 percent true but that's just kind of what i heard like there he was getting there was almost a point in his career where he almost got let go from husky but then husky said screw it like we're gonna stay with you and like now it's panning out like yeah he's on gas gas but the yeah. kid needed some time to develop and he's got talent yeah but it's like i'm glad that yeah. husky stayed with him because you look at like jordan bailey for ex- instance jordan bailey's a perfect example like now he's retired mm-hmm. like He's out and he was pretty good amateur. Like he won some stuff, but now he's gone. And it's like he probably, if he could have got a couple more years of grooming at the pro ranks, it maybe could have been a different story. So, but that's just yeah. my personal opinion. I could be totally off on that. No, I'm very close to with you on that one. So I just, I just want to see these kids like get a couple more years because it's like, Man, like we just chew them up and spit them out sometimes. Like I'm not saying all the time, but it does happen. So, um, yeah, it definitely happens. Yeah. So, what's the biggest change for you? Like going from OEM manufacturer to working with a gear company that's you know pretty kick ass, I must say. Uh, just saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's got to be kind of different, right? Just grand your plate's still loaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? We there's always a rolling joke. Fly Fly Racing sponsors everybody, which I hate that joke. Thanks. Steve. Um, but yeah, like for you, that's gotta be a, a, a fun project to, to reconstructure, I should say restructure, not reconstructure, yeah. restructure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I've had a great career or I had a great career over there. And when I got the call from fly, it was just kind of a, I think a good opportunity I couldn't pass up to kind of stay in the industry, but to, in all honesty, get out of Southern California was a dream of mine. Nice. <laughs> so I don't blame you. To get, yeah, to get to, you know, it's just kind of a, a really a win-win for me. Um, yeah. But it's funny, I, you know, I went to amateur racing or amateur races and sent to a few of the six sponsors this year with uh, super off speakers going on and everyone, oh my gosh. No, no more KTM, no more, where's your, you yeah. know, orange and blue shirt and blah, 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 and how is it? And how, why, how's Idaho? And I'm like, you know, same thing, but different. <laughs> like, I'm still around. I'm still, you know, I feel like a lot of things are similar, but also so many things are very different. Um, yeah. I would say, I don't even know. I wouldn't even say more busy or less busy. It's still just as busy, but I guess it's different. Um, you know, I was you know, handing out bikes compared to handing out gear yeah, and things like that. And I do feel like when it came to bikes, people wanted, you know, yeah. to talk about how they can get to the point of being an uh, elite rider. But here, it's a little more like, you know, I can't get or I need to hook up or I need whatever. And I feel like a little bit more of a, you know, people aren't as afraid to ask me for things now as they were yeah, before. Yeah. I think it's a little more reserved. Yeah. So, uh, that's, I would say maybe the biggest difference. Um, other than that, I, I think I'm lucky because it was an easy transition as far as knowing 
everyone and knowing most of his family already and knowing promoters and yeah. you know anything like that all that was a really easy transition so yeah I'm, good. I'm excited um, you know vinyl crushed it he did a really mike um, williamson did a great job for us and he's mm-hmm. he's at his his career now where he wanted to move on and do less traveling and it's awesome to get you on board and i'm excited like your k-team experience i think will transition over to like you just said to where like hey like we want to we want to help you but unfortunately this is kind of our budget and this is what we have to work with and i think for you i it'll be good to have someone that's like hey like you know we got to we got to stick in our boundaries and we want to make the brand yeah we want to make the brand elite you know what i mean so um kind of like ktm you know we want to be elite i would love to i would love to what quote quote bro deal everyone i would love to do that (laughs) but it's just not possible yeah it's not feasible in in the business and and so you know i'm gonna do my best i can but i i do i do i did come in here with you know the plan to get it organized and get it more structured and yeah i want to have an elite team and i want to you know establish that and make sure that yeah we are highly competitive against everybody else every other elite team out there so. yeah yeah when yeah, I'm, yeah i'm really excited it's going good so far and like i uh i'm in spring national prep right now and we have quite a few riders and quite a few races back to back to back so trying to get everyone ready to go so there's going to be these there's always like this because the way our race season works, but um, people refer to like crazy mad dash to get everything ready. But yeah. other than that, it's kind of spinning all the time. Yeah, with Texas coming up, it's kind of the the jump start to the season, right? It's you got qualifiers are so so like a lot of times you won't see. P- oh yeah, like you'll see trackside sport, but you won't see a bunch of the, the industry at regionals and area qualifiers. But like now we're jump starting the nationals nationals with freestone and then you'll have mammoth and then you'll have loretta's and you'll have texas and i don't know if you're gonna go to baja or ponca but it's kind of the season's about to start so you're in full swing and um you know gear delays are are so fun i, I guarantee you're loving gear delays right now um but we got the mesh stuff coming out soon but for you like that's got to be a, a whole different ballpark trying to get gear together for people like for me i know it's tough to get into dealers for you i can only imagine you're just like pulling gloves from here, pants from here, jerseys from there. Like that's got to be just a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> entered into this position probably, I, I don't know, is it the worst time, but yeah, like yeah. right in the middle of COVID and shipping delays and, um, you know, uh, factory delays, all those things, you know, all of those were hitting. And so, I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty organized person, so I should do my best. Um, yeah. But, you know, coming in and, like, being told, like, you don't have gear, I'm like, well, what am I, you know, yeah. what am I supposed to do? And so I just have been doing my best. Things have gotten a little bit better lately. Um, maybe not on the youth side so much, unfortunately. It's still super tight. But um, all the regular gear has been pretty good, so I've been able to pull what I can. Youth, I yeah. I am struggling. Gloves at warehouse, jerseys at warehouse. Possibility of having to maybe order some online to complete some sets. <laughs> you know, and youth sizing is really hard too, just because you know it's not. I feel like when you get into you know big kids or adults, young adults, um, their sizing is pretty correlated. You know, size thirty, medium, small thirty, whatever it is. But right. you can have kids. In, 
in 22 pants and a youth large jersey, and that's just what they want to run. And you're like, those don't. Yeah, you're like, sorry, those are like supposed my, to go to my numbers hand. don't yeah. totally totally work. So, right. you know, just kind of playing around with them, but we're I'm, I'm making it happen. We're we're figuring it out. I love that. That's awesome. So you're about yeah. nine months in, right? About nine ten months in. No, well, like Loretta's was July, seven. so that's yeah, uh, yeah, about seven, seven or eight. Um, yeah, okay, going on eight now. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite fly product yet? Hmm. Um. Honestly, I really like our uh, formula carbon helmet. Yes. I, I, that's, so that's yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure. I mean, I just had never worn one before. I mean, I just, in the past, I wore, I wore, I guess, a little bit whatever when I was growing up. But for the last few years, I was in a bell. Okay. Which was good. But when I put our formula on, I loved it. I thought it was immediately comfortable. Everything about it, I really do like it. So I would say that's probably my favorite. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because, you know, we had Kenny on last week. And Kenny is the amateur support for uh, Fox. So, you guys both have really similar jobs. Um, Kenny also does the the pro stuff as well too. But the reason I asked you about that is because I, I kind of want to s- just beat the dead horse on helmet safety. Like it's just I want to get that message out that helmet safety is just huge. And you know, Kenny talked about it too that these some of these parents are like, hey, like you know, we need our kid to race. And sometimes you just got to take a step back and say, hey, I know you want your kid to race, but he just had a bad crash in that helmet. Like you need to a get another one or b let them like rest and then go get another one like you can't go race that helmet again yeah yeah no definitely it's it's very important i have seen so many concussions in the industry with young kids it's scary it's definitely you don't know they're still growing and everything else like that and to see them you know smack their head um it is definitely scary so i when i'm at the track i tell anyone and you know everyone can tell who they need to but at least in our helmet, you know, come up to me at the support rig and I'll check it for you. I'll take the pads out and I'll see, at least see, you know, how it's looking under there. Yeah. I can generally tell if there's, you know, compression impacts that are, you know, so bad. Like, definitely throw this thing away. Or if I saw the crash, you can kind of, you know, just, you know, justify how, what, what you think the helmet is, you know, the condition it is in. But yeah, yeah I always try to check them out and, Definitely, if it was that bad, 100% encouraged. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for one. sure. So do you offer that to anybody that's in our helmets? Like, just come over and see you and, and talk to them? Or... Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. 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 So there Not you go. Elite, you know, we, when we're at the amateur, uh, we don't take a break to everything. But yeah. even if I'm just out of race, you know, definitely. If you see me out there, you can come up to me and want me to check the helmet. I will definitely do that. Yeah, so if you're out of the race, like, and you have any any issues with with the fly brand, please go see Hope. Or if I'm at an event, you know, usually I'm at Loretta's and at Minio's. Please come over, say hi, like, come check. You know, we want to make sure that you're having the best experience with the brand. So come over, check it out. We usually have stuff on display as well. So, um, but that's a big thing because helmet safety is is crazy, and I want to make sure people know, like, hey, like, yes, they are six seven hundred bucks, but you gotta you gotta keep you know stay protected. So. I keep talking about it, but I just want, with you being on here, I wanted you to kind of, you know, initiate that and say, hey, like, or not initiate, I guess that's the wrong word, emphasize maybe, that it's really important <laughs> to be, you know, at the level these kids are at, they're going so fast that uh, helmet safety is a really big deal. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, so let's see here. So we got a really cool segment um, from JD Beach. He he does flat track. I don't know if he's talked to you. I know he, I think he talks to Max. I'm not sure who does his deal, but um, he's on the team Edson Racing, which Edson Racing is sponsored by Fly Racing. So he helps me out with the show. I told him that he needed to go follow you. So you probably got like a random request from a, <laughs> from JD. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, like I said, JD's getting ready to go racing uh, American Flat Track Series. Please go check him out. Uh, Factory Yamaha guys, go give him a follow at JD Beach 95 and uh, let him know that our show is janky and uh, we'll really appreciate that. So uh, his, his questions for you is, did you want to take media role or did you want to take a media role taking pictures before you get the call from KTM? So I guess he's kind of asking like, were pictures like the direction you wanted to go or was KTM kind of always the direction you wanted to go? Um, initially photos, but I, I still, even at that time, I, same think I'd get the opportunity to shoot for professional supercross. That never crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, but when I heard and saw the KTM Junior program, I kind of knew that was something that I would love to do. I felt like I'd really good at it, you know, good with kids, you know, good with bikes, the whole thing. Just kind of when I really dug into it. Um, and then just racing in general. I mean, I'm, I'm a true, like, weekend warrior fan yeah. always. I We'll always like it. So when it came down to it, I really kind of did just push media and photos to the side when I thought when I heard an opportunity to be at the racing races and being in this position was available. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those things where you kind of just were persistent. So you, so you said you were persistent with KTM, but were you persistent with Max? Did you bug Max every weekend when you saw him? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was in the. I really wasn't looking. I yeah. think just you know, with vinyl leaving and right. Um, I know they had someone else in this place for a little bit, and um, you know, some of the guys at KTN or at Fire knew, and I think it all just kind of worked out. And they needed someone at spot, and my name must have got thrown out there. That's <laughs> and, awesome. I mean, I, I knew Max a little bit before I would see him here and there. Yeah, didn't know him super well, but. Uh, was you know was around and so he just called and we sit chatted about things and you know it just like I said it just seemed like a really good opportunity um I I wanted that little you know extra responsibility I wanted you know I thought it would be a, a cool cool change yeah and still be involved right like you still get to go to the races still still get to be mm-hmm. a heavy impact on what these kids' lives are going to shape out to be like yeah you might be on the on the OEM side but still that relationship <laughs> that you have with the kids like. You know, a lot of parents come to you probably for advice and whatnot. So you get to still stay yeah. relevant in that sense. And then you don't have to live in SoCal anymore, which is a big plus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a big win. Yeah. Big win. Like, God, I can't imagine what, like, what that was like. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, though, like, I want to, well, actually, I'll, I'll wait for that. I'll just get through these real quick and then I'll ask you that later. Um, his next one is, what's more stressful, a day at Loretta's? Or a day of the KTM Junior Challenge. <laughs> oh gosh! I know, right? That is so hard. That is honestly so hard. It's they both had highs and lows. Like you know, on Loretta's hand, it could be torrential downpour or scorching hot, which adds immediately to um, either bad races or protests 
or whatever throws your way, or you have a huge great game with championships. And yeah, I hang out by the fans down in town all day, and it's really not that bad. Or uh, and KTM's been racing generally. You know, like we were saying, it's it's really the same each each round for the most part. You know, you have 15 new kids, but the program is generally turnkey. Um, for the day, you know, we have all of our special activities and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I would though, if I had to choose, I'd probably say KTM Junior Racing though. I guess. I mean, it's, it's, go ahead. Sorry. It's people that have never been, you know, some, some of the parents and kids doing me, I've never been to a supercross race ever. Right. So that experience alone and just the logistics of getting everyone there and the day, is so long, you know, we start at like 7 a.m. and end at 10 for those kids. And then, you know, yeah. tear, you know, tearing down the semi. And who knows, it could be like San Diego and rain in an open stadium. And I have to deal with that all day. So, you know, oh, I would say true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about rain. Yeah. You, the show goes Ooh. on. You're on TV coverage. The show goes on. God, and that's got to be we fun. We god that would yeah that would be miserable oh me riding myself as a riding in the mud no way but 15 kids i'd be out deuces i got covid we probably should have turned around but uh (laughs) we we took a boat and we wanted to try so we did that's that's incredible (laughs) but i guess like that that would be the crazy thing too right like loretta's you know the kids you've had that relationship with the kids like it's kind of you have your group right warren brigade but with the junior challenge, it's a fifteen new people every weekend. Like, and you got to learn their like traits and their not. You don't have to really learn, but it's kind of you have to make sure you say the right things or not say the right. Like, it's it's just it's fifteen oh, yeah. different personalities every weekend. Like, that's just that's just a lot. Just everything, and yeah, and, and it's hard because you have to treat each family. You know, you you have to give your full attention to each family when you're there. So yeah. some some come with their you know dad and son. Super easy. Some come with 15 members of their family that all need okay. assistance getting through <laughs> security and, oh, you know, clear bags only or can we bring a pool? Like all those little things. Yeah. <laughs> so many little questions, but, and I, and it totally makes sense that they're asking them, but it, it, it is just a lot. It's yeah. a lot more, especially, yeah, and like you said, um, with KTM, and, you know, now I have really great relationships already with all of my fly kids. And I knew, and some of them actually are crossover too between KTM and this. Okay. Um, but you do like I, I always say now. It, this is a really crazy period of time for me where I had kids on eighty five that are now racing you know two fifty supercross, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew you were in a baby. You're so big now, <laughs> like all these things. Yeah, you're like that and, weird. You know, you're you like get, that aunt. Like, do you remember me? Yeah. Like, you were this big last time I saw you. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny you bring that up, really... though. That's 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 JD's next question. So, but go ahead. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I was just saying that um, it is it's it's much much different on that side just because you do you you know bond and you get to know your families and you talk to them every week and you see them every race and you learn yeah all of their their traits and you learn when you should go talk to the writer and when you just need to leave them alone you learn you know kind of all those things 
Is there any any uh, riders over the years that you want to take the parents in the semi and, and give them a little whooping and say, hey, this guy's about to go home? We've <laughs> 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 had a few moments. Yeah, I would say. That's awesome. I love it. It's not, not many. Not many, honestly. I've been so lucky to work with so many amazing families. But yeah. So Austin, Austin Woodrum, if you're listening, you're, we remember what you did in St. Louis. We remember. Uh, i don't know if you know austin yet but he's our indiana rep so i'm just talking crap to him he didn't do anything bad um but jd's next question is who did you work with the longest and amateur that's a pro now and what's the feeling like to see them make it so Hmm. i I was thinking max but i didn't know i didn't know about if there was someone before max but i know max has been on the program for a long time yeah i would say I mean, right now, I would say kids that are racing Supercross currently. I have, you know, uh, Bolin, uh, Max Miller, and Josh Reed are both going to race East Coast starting this weekend. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And so both of them, um, we had Nate Thrasher. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked him up when he was on 85, so we had him for quite a while. And then, like I said, you know, we had Mitchell Falls and so some of those kids, but these, these ones were, you know, between Max, Max, and Josh, and Nate, seeing them race, you know, has been absolutely amazing. It's so cool. Like I said, I mean, I have photos of them, just little 85 kids running around the, the amateur races and, you know, to see them work their way through is really cool. Obviously, Max with the ride that he has and the opportunity to go on to factory Red Bull KTM with their 230 rider was really cool. Yeah. That bringing that program back. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for him to be the one and to know that, you know, he kind of went through our, our program and got there. And so that, that's really cool. It's yeah. Really cool. to see him. Yeah. It was cool to see Nate win too. Like, even though he was on a different brand, it was cool to see him have success kind of right away. Um, and I think Max yeah. was right there too. If he didn't get hurt, you know, he was already looking really good in mm-hmm. Indy. Um, but mm-hmm. it's cool to see both those kids. You know, they they're really strong competitors at Loretta's, and and now they're going to be battling each other for the rest of their lives. So it's cool to kind of yeah. have that rivalry right out of the gate. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to see how they do. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite place? That you've been to, like you know, K teams took you a lot of cool places. You got to go to Disney Nations, and you got to do some of that. Um, but is there like a certain spot or a certain race that you've been to, or that you're looking forward to? Like, is there anything that you're like, this is pretty cool? Yeah, um, with KTM, I would say one of the coolest experiences I had is I got to go to a Junior World Championships in Australia. Oh, sick! So that was really epic. <laughs> like. I didn't know if it was going to work, but we had quite a few KTM riders at the time going um, between Max Miller, Aiden Tierro, Kenny Bradwell. Big firefighter now. Yep. 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 And so we had some kids going over there, and I I must have just, you know, pitched it good enough, and I got to go. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. It was a really cool experience and, you know, memories with, Pretty much, you know, all, all the riders, you know, there was a lot of kids from uh, Cowie and Yamaha too at the time. And so pretty much those families and mm. uh, some of the AMA guys and things like that. So it was, it was really cool to kind of see um, 
obviously be a part of like our representation over there and uh, yeah that was really neat that was always on my bucket list of places to go so able to cross it off and you know also involve their fires would be great yeah i definitely want to cruise over there there's a couple crazy australians nick and trent from the moto limited show I, i'm gonna go crash crash their party over there one of these years but i heard they got some big old like bugs and stuff over there so i'm kind of a sissy when it comes to that <laughs> stuff um but that well, geni- yeah it, go ahead no it was, it was pretty cool you think like i, I don't know i initially thought australia and like wilderness and cruise <laughs> i guess stuff like that right yeah and uh a lot of parts of australia are not like that they are very city populated you know, highly populated. But when I got to the track, it was in Fortune, I believe is where it was called. And I had to take, like, a flight, you know, obviously a flight over. And I had to take a train. Then I had to take a bus. And then I had to take oh, another bus to get to a stop out there um, in Horsham, where I got picked up finally out there. But it was, it was out in the boonies. So that was a pretty cool experience alone. I, I liked to do any of that crazy random solo travel that yeah. i was already in on it that was pretty cool yeah that's that's one of those things where like it's always good to share those experiences with people but sometimes like it's so hectic it's like good to just do it by yourself because it's like you don't you just kind of yeah. want to take it all in and just go 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 like of course you're like hey like you want to take your dad or or you know whatever but it's like at the same time you're like i'm gonna be so busy it's like it almost doesn't feel enjoyable for that that person so um yeah that's cool that you get to experience that. Like, like you said, that's a bucket listing. And I, I would say that's for me, like Europe and Australia are two things I really want to do. Um, one of these days, mm-hmm. but speaking of like your dad, like you said, he used to ride stuff. Like what's that like calling him and saying, I'm going to Australia. Is he just like, Holy crap. Like my daughter's just big time now in the industry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that <laughs> same thing. Like, you know, we were always fans, but to be in it, I think yeah. it's pretty cool for him. You know, he's always he's always thinking that, you know, everything that I do is pretty rad and that was one of those ones where he, you know, I'm a his bud and so he's like, Yeah, that's so cool, bud. <laughs> you know, have a great time and whatever. But um, yeah, that's it's awesome. really fun sharing it. Like he's my he's my all time best friend. So um having this, you know, passion and then, you know, getting you know, he does it for his career and I do it for my career, so we get yeah. to share that all the time. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I just the memories are really cool. Like it, it's crazy how big of big and small this industry is, but how like just everybody becomes a family. It's pretty it's pretty fun and a lot of good memories come from it. So it's super enjoyable. Definitely. Yeah. Um so JD's last question for you is it's more of a more of a statement, not really a question. He said <laughs> if you have any extra gear after spring nationals, he can take care of it for you. So if you need any help getting rid of gear, you just let JD know. He's got you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. No bro deals on the podcast, JD. Goodness gracious. Yeah. You're already getting a deal. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's a wrap on JD Say What segment or Beach Say What segment. Please go check out JD um, and give him a shout out and go check out some of the races. I think he goes like Charlotte, Atlanta, Texas, Peoria. Like he goes throughout the whole country. So go check out a flat track race if you've never been. It's pretty cool. A lot of big sponsors. Red Bull's gotten involved with KTM, of course. Um, and they have a female rider that's badass. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but she, she, I've heard she's really good. Um, and then Tina. what was it? Tina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, I guess she's like, she like won right last year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. she's like a badass. Um, yeah, that stuff's definitely. so gnarly. Like going a hundred <laughs> miles an hour and then just no brakes. I'm out. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to a few of those um, while I was over there, and it was really cool. It yeah, was cool to see another type of racing. So, what like what what disciplines of racing have you been to besides moto? So flat track. Have you done any like enduro crosses or any of that kind of stuff, or mostly just moto? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. Towards my end over there, um, we actually started a motorsports marketing team that okay. I was a part of. It was three of us. And so our goal was, you know, motocross and supercross, I, you know, a lot of effort goes into those. Mm-hmm. And our goal was to put more effort, as a time to put just as much effort into every other demographic. So we put... Um, a lot into off-road racing, so we made a push in like GNCC and National Enduros and Enduro Cross. So I did go to all those series, quite a few of those series, um, and then I went to a few flat track races. And um, what else did I go to? Even you know, check out some hooligan stuff. And yeah. <laughs> so I kind of hopped around to some other stuff and road racing. I mean, we would go to Kona. MotoGP, okay. you know, activate there. Um, so just a little bit, a little bit of everything, honestly. It's pretty crazy to see the amount of money that goes into MotoGP compared to like Supercross. Like, oh my gosh, it's it insane. Is, yeah, it, we think like people go to Supercross and think our setups are great. I mean, they are nothing compared to no. the three story tiered glass send ups and planes that they fly in. Yeah. with their their stuff there like it is it's a whole nother whole nother thing and they're two million dollar motorcycles that are just all works just yeah insane. yeah their mechanic days are like pristine just everything it's pretty yeah. crazy no it's it's the industry is just it's cool to see what it, it's becoming and ktm's getting more involved and um all the manufacturers it seems are getting more involved. there's gonna be more electric coming down the on the down the line you know cowie's got plans to make a lot of their stuff electric. So, um, but for you, like we're going into 22, like, do you have any goals or like anything, like any expectations that you want to do with the fly brand or even, you know, for you personally, any personal things that you want to, you know, like you said, we kind of, you want to restructure the fly program, but it's just, we're in 2022 now. It's, it's a new year. Like what's, what's, yeah. what's hope still mock up to like, what does she, what does she want to accomplish in 2022? <laughs> yeah, um, I tried, I, I feel like, so I came in, like you said, in July, so before, right before Loretta's, um, and so that was basically the end of the season, yeah. so I kind of had an opportunity, because I was the one starting contract season, to clean it up the best I could, now, I didn't want to go in and completely change everything, I didn't want to do that, you know, I left yeah. everything no, totally. pretty much the same for the most part. But I'm trying to, you know, maybe to draw a little line in the sand so it's not completely all over the place and just get a little thing more in line and, and things like that. So I guess my goal for the next year is to try to make this elite team a little more official, you know, a little yeah. more legitimate, make sure that I, I, I do think there's something to an elite team, an elite rider. I'm not trying to boot anyone out by any means. No, you know, no, totally. We have tons of, yeah, we have tons of supportive writers, and yeah. I'm going to do just as much for you as I can for our elite, but 
I think there's always be that that tier that you are looking forward to and that those kids are trying to push towards. You know, I have plenty of people like, how do I get that? And there's a there's a whole list of things that I can tell them that I look for. Um, right. And, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, but those are the things that I'd be looking for towards that. But I think it's important that there's that next tier and something for these kids to try to reach towards and another goal for them to have. Mm. And so I guess my goal is to make sure that I have that team in place and I have something that people want to be a part of and just try to, you know, put it out there. And we uh, also just got the EBR Yamaha team. Has yeah, a lot I saw of that. good riders on it yeah. too. Yeah. Super excited about that. And, um, you know, I think my roster is really great and I'm excited just to see, you know, what we can do. And like, like you said, I was and Yenses on RX. And I have some of these kids that are kind of like, you know, Talent Hawkins and Devin Ferry. So I have a lot of these kids that are, are also on that, like, I, I like yeah. In my head, I call it like a pro-am here. I mean, a true, you know, pro-am where they're kind of in that little middle part. And so trying to still support them and make sure that that transition is clean and making sure that I'm focusing on on their path and make sure that it's good to go as, as they're moving forward and that we can support them. And, yeah, just trying to make sure that yeah. get the program rolling and when we're at races, do the best that we can to support any five rider out there and um, have the best pit presence, try to beat everyone out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one of these days we'll get to go to Minios. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working on that one. I'm working on that one. I, I Come on, win. Let to, us in. Let us in. I need to talk to Katie about that because somehow they popped up with their their Fox setup. So yeah. we have to see what the trick was there. I was I was sitting out of my rental car. I don't know nothing. Paper on the, <laughs> I did, yeah, a piece of paper on the, the last of my yeah. trunk that said, Fly racing. <laughs> here. It's got like a little magnet. So, a little magnet over there. Yeah. Yeah. I should have brought like a feather flag just so people would have found me out of my, awesome. my floor or whatever I was in. But, um, are you going to yeah, help with the, kinda, the gear side too a little bit? Um, as far as like designs and fit and stuff like that? I'm hoping I get to in the future. I think I was a little behind the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I know 23 and 24 are pretty much done already. Exactly, but I would love to be involved. It's been pretty cool. Um, you know, I ride moto, and I also ride like motorcycles, and so we have like you know the Highway Twenty One line and things like that. So I've mm-hmm. gotten the chance to go kind of fit and help test some of their apparel, riding apparel, things like that. And so I'm hoping I'm getting in with the design team a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, want want me to put my input in some of those things so well that's the thing too yeah and like you're at the races all the time and you're talking to these people you're talking to riders it's like you can kind of get that feedback and say okay like what do you look for colors like what do you look for like shapes designs like you know it's it's are these these designers that we have do an amazing job and i don't know how they do it. like my mind gets overwhelmed when i try to just write my name down so um <laughs> when they just come up with these designs it's crazy but i'm glad to have someone like you that's you know young and excited and and in the industry that can say hey like okay like this is a cool colorway but we should do it this way or do it that way like because all of our staff is young cameron cole um everybody you know it's we got a whole rat max jt like everybody's just we have a pretty cool dynamic over at at fly and people don't realize like it's not a bunch of corporate people at fly it's all a bunch of just passionate motocross racers and i i think that's what makes our brand pretty sweet is that we all just love it you know what i mean we're not just there for the dollar like we want to have the best fit we want to have the coolest stuff like 
So with you yeah. add, add, with you adding to that now at, and going to the races, I think that would be really cool to see how we can transition to, into becoming that next step, right? Because like, let's not you know Fox and A Stars and you know those brands have done a great job. They've been around forever. We've only been doing this for twenty years or now twenty two years. So um, mm-hmm. we're still pretty young compared to these other companies that've been doing it since seventy four. You know, so I'm yeah. excited to see kind of how our next five years go. And it seems like we're on the right path for success, which is really exciting. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really excited. And that was one thing like watching this brand evolve over the years, what it is now to a cool brand, honestly, you know, it really was one of those things I was really excited about. And like you said, the fact that it isn't, you know, extremely corporate or anything like that like like you said like we have a lot of people just passionate about it and want the best for it and you know so it is it's really cool to be able to be a part of that and have the chance to you know put my opinions out there and yeah like you said hear from everybody is a big part of it and it i i would say that the hardest thing is we have designing gear and everything like that like you need to design it for research but then for the general like going out to a ride for the weekend. I yeah, think that's, that's where tough, maybe yeah. that's the hardest hurdle to do. Um, but I'm excited to get through and you know, I've only heard really good things about all of our stuff so far. So Yeah. So that, far so good. Yeah, that's it's funny you say that because like the weekend warriors like they don't mind having one brand of pant and one brand of jersey. Where like the racers like I gotta have pant, <laughs> jersey, glove, goggle, like it's all gotta be like Head to toe looking fresh. Yeah. The weekend warriors like, yeah. I don't care. I'll do a pink jersey with a blue pant with a green glove. Like, just give me some stuff. What's the cheapest you got? <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. that's what's so cool about our brand is we offer everything for everybody. You know, we offer the entry level gear, <laughs> we offer the high end gear, we offer the entry level helmet, we offer the high end helmet. So, go check it out, guys. Flyracing.com. Um, go check out Hope on her Instagram. Uh, what is, what's, how do you do your Hope still? What is your Instagram? I should probably know that. My I'm very Instagram bad at writing stuff down. Yeah, Hope on a Rope. That's what it is. Right there. Hope on a Rope underscore. Go check hope it out. Hope on a Rope 120. But you got to request it. She's probably going to block you. So sucks to suck. Um, what else? <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So we got Loretta's, Amateur National. That's. I think that's it. Is it like anybody, anybody you want to thank? Any Anything you want to say before I let you go? Um, thank you. Thank you for oh, inviting yeah, no me to us. Chit chat, that's exciting, and you know, I also want to thank the industry. Like you said, it's a big yeah. family, and it's been so fun. Everyone at CCM, and was that was a great part chapter of my life, and everyone's there is great, and you know, thankful to you know my fly fam too. It's been really good so far, and it's only getting better as I'm learning and growing, and everyone's getting new to me, and everything's getting good, and so yeah. That and, you know, my family, my crazy moto family for, you know, supporting <laughs> this and, <laughs> and bringing me into this from the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah the only person it's, holding it's, you back yeah. is Ricky. Like, we just need Ricky to do his job better. Get better photos. Yeah. Just kidding, Ricky. Uh-huh. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's awesome. Like, it's uh, it's one of those things to where the future's bright for, for fly racing and it's going to be really cool. Um, so, I'm excited to kind of see what, what we have coming out. Like, I always get so excited when we get to see the 22 stuff and get our samples and all that stuff. So be on the lookout for mm-hmm. that guys. That should be dropping in July, but you know, for me, I'm excited because you now add your resume first female on the moto spot show podcast. Like that's pretty huge. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know if you realize how big that is, but that's pretty big. 
I'm definitely on my resume. <laughs> just kidding. But sweet. All right. Well, I will not see you in Texas, but uh, that's one national I don't do. We don't have any no dealers going to that one. Well, I don't have any dealers. There might be dealers, but uh, you go to any other Supercrosses? Uh, yeah. So right now I have pretty much all the future ones planned. So I'll okay. go to Arlington, Arlington next yeah. weekend. And then probably Foxborough. I might skip Atlanta. We'll see. We'll see about that one. Yeah. And then Salt Lake City for the, the finale. So those, those three probably. Okay. Sweet. Uh, do you have like five more minutes? Yeah. Okay. So sorry, guys. She just brought up a good point. The amateurs, futures, the the futures is real now. Like it's real supercross, real tracks. Nothing against what Phil did before, but this is real futures. Like we're talking, the tracks are what the same thing the pros ride. Before it was Sunday, tame down. You can jump everything on a fifty. Now it's yeah. a legit futures track. Like, how do you feel about it? What's it been like? Are you excited to see this kind of get embraced and go with the future of the, with our sport? Like, how? What do you think? Oh, uh, this is definitely a step in the right direction okay. you know we as an OEM, we asked for this for quite a while um to give them the real experience like like we were saying earlier like they they, they it's just different you know the yeah. light the flying in the the fans the pit the everything is so different and so when you go from an amateur world and you step into your first supercross race i mean the nerves are all-time high Everything is different than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're lining up on a gate like anything else, but the whole dynamic is different. And so I do think it is so important that they have the chance to get their feet wet and go, you know, there's really no, uh, you know, like ties or whatever yeah. to this. Like, you don't have to win this race so you can go race Supergrass. Like, that's not, that's not what it's about. It's about, you know, experience and, yeah, having the Supercross Futures the last few years where they did it on Sunday just wasn't preparing them for anything. Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool that everyone got to, but the, the point of Supercross Futures, you know, it wasn't for the vet riders, and it wasn't for, you know, the sea riders at the time. You know, that's not what that was meant for. So yeah. getting to move this to actual Saturday racing, which I think initially it was supposed to be, like, that night, uh, during the night show and it, it got moved to like the end of qualifying which is which is all right but um and so i i've been to a few of them and they still get plenty of fans watching and everything because it's usually like five o'clock or so like right before yeah the yeah whole race day live shows though, which is pretty cool so if you're yeah if you're on peacock yeah, you can see it and it's pretty actually really good mm-hmm. racing yeah and so it's really exciting to see like this is definitely what we needed i think that there's still little tweaks that uh can happen maybe for next year to get it a little more dialed in, but I definitely think this was a step in the right direction that these amateurs, these pro am kids, my kids needed to, you know, be ready when they make that jump. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Chance has been hurt. So Arlington will be his first one. And if Ryder's there, it'll be cool to see those two go at it and, uh, and see kind of how that goes. I don't know if Deegan or anybody's going to that one since it's, since it's closer to Florida, but I'm yeah. hoping for that one to be really exciting because that stadium's really big. So this will be their first time mm-hmm. um, indoors. I believe no Arizona was the floor open in there. Was the roof open in Arizona or was it closed? I'm trying to think. I think it was open. Okay. Yeah. So either way, it's just like you said, though the flying, all those other ones. You know, Ryder could just 
drive to. He probably drove to Arizona too. So this will be the first one he has to fly to um, and kind of get used to that and, and all that. So we'll we'll see. I, th- I think it'll be exciting for sure. But I kind of yeah. – I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really cool, really cool deal. So if you have Peacock, make sure to go check that out. It, it is usually after um, the last qualifying usually session. The first, yeah, it's like on the first segment of Peacock where they're still doing qualifying. It's like the last thing that they show. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. really cool. Heck yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about that because like, I thought that was I thought that was neat because I did the one in Indy a couple years ago. I ate shit. I, I pretty much died, but it's fine. But it just it's such a long day and it's like this is not yeah. the right thing. Like this needs to be changed. And I'm glad that they I'm glad they changed it and made it more of a, a true like futures race that has professional um, track layout because those jumps are Definitely. scary. If you never walked a track, walk up a face of a Supercross triple. It's pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Heck yeah, hope. <laughs> yeah, no, the whoops, yeah, God, especially after practice, this ruts everywhere. No thanks. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So <laughs> sweet. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time. Like, like I said, this is this was really fun. Like, I've never done um, this before. Like, not done, I've done 34 episodes, but I've never done it to where like it's more consistent. Like, I've been trying to do these weekly. So if mm-hmm. you hear any feedback, please let me know. You guys, if you've been listening weekly, please send us me send us some messages through Spot Network, through Motospot. Let us know what you think. We need we need to get better at this. So any feedback would be great. Um, huge shout out to our sponsors: Spot Network TV, Bell Ray, Works Connection, Scott Sports USA, and uh, Acherby's USA. Those guys have been awesome. Really want to thank them. And uh, now with Hope's help, we're going to start asking for some money. She knows how to make contracts, so be ready for that. <laughs> and uh, just kidding. But, yeah, thank you, Hope. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great night. Yep. And uh, maybe I'll see you in Arlington. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Have a great one. All right. You too. All right.